All right, so um, the NBA draft snuck up on us very quickly. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, if we keep going, going to the pace we're at, we'll be fine. No. So we got two weeks until the draft now from tonight. Holy mackerel. While we're trying to oh, – no, from yesterday, sorry. While we're still trying to figure out the presidential election on Thursday, um, we are figuring the out draft, the draft. I think the draft will be complete before then. Yeah, I think so. That should be the odd shark prop bet. Not who will be uh, president in 2024. It's what will end first. And it's like a 50, you got like a 50, 50 play and you can parlay it into like something else, like an NFL game this Sunday. That's, that's what should happen. Um, So what we're going to try to do for these next two weeks is this week is we're just going to wrap up the rest of the lottery teams. Um, There aren't a ton of picks, so this is going to be pretty easy. Um, And as you know, if you've been listening week by week with these draft episodes, we've been doing all the team's picks at once. So if you're following around, you're filling out your mock draft with us, it probably looks a little goofy right now. Uh, But Taylor and I got, we promise we got a game plan with this. We got to figure it out. Um, So without further ado, I think we're going to jump here and we're going to start right from number seven where we left off. If you want to recap of where we're at so far for the top six, we had Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Lamella Ball, Killian Hayes, Obi Toppin, Oyeko Nkungwu. And Taylor had Edwards, Wiseman, Ball, Toppin, Isaac Okoro, Onyeko, Kongwu. Which brings me to brings us to the Detroit Pistons. They have one pick in this draft, and that's at this pick here, number seven, no second rounders. Um, obviously, a team that their biggest concern is health and talent. Um, you saw last year they drafted Siku Dumboya. Uh, Derek Rose is obviously there, who had a had a really good year for this team. Um, Blake Griffin was hurt, and I think played a matter of four games. And they had an awful season. Um, you know, if those two guys are hurt, obviously, and obviously they traded Andre Drummond, who's kind of been like their franchise cornerstone for a while now. So this is a team that's kind of in a transition. Brandon Knight's back with the Pistons. I don't know how that right. happened, but it did. Um, they got you know quite a few guards, and they really kind of need, you know, a lot of talent here. A lot of guys that can fill in the places. They have high, high hopes for Dumboya. Obviously, they have high hopes for Christian Wood. Um, they have, you know. What you know, I don't know if Derrick Rose would play, be playing on this team by the time the season starts. I'm not confident in that, and obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Blake Griffin because that contract's huge, not to mention the injury prone. So, this is a team that when you look at them, there's a few different places you can go. Um, I went ahead and I went with um, the guy I've been saying I don't want the Bulls to take, and that is Denny Avija, um, the Israeli guard who is the facilitator, the ball, you know, the kind of the, the ball handler. Um, has a lot of work to do, but there are there is projection of professional upside from everything I'm reading. I'm well aware that I'm going to have this pick wrong because everything I'm reading is a V just going to go way higher than this. Um, I'm, I'm looking right now, and they the Warriors are interested in like it. Seeing a lot of like I'm going to the Warriors or two, which would be a shock. But yeah, yeah that'd be wild. So. I'm going to stay here with Denny. Um, I think he'll be good for Detroit. I think especially with having Derek Rose there to kind of help him like transition to that ball handle, like lead ball handler for the team. Um, Rose was really probably the best part on this team last year for stretches, especially after Drummond. Right. Got he was coming off the bench mm-hmm. for sure. Their best guard. Um, right. So I think that yeah, Denny's a safe pick here for Detroit. Not that he'll get there probably, but that's where I'd go. Um, I agree with you, especially because I'm not really high on international prospects. Um, Obviously, for every Luca and KP and, you know, obviously others, there are many that don't end up being the way they are. Um, but I'm with you. I think uh, Denny's a, a good prospect. Obviously, we had him kind of slipping further and further down our board, even though we're only at seven, um, which, you know, he can, like you said, there's a possibility he goes higher than that. I'm with you. I think, you know, drafting him, 
piece that you can develop on a team that clearly doesn't have win now aspirations, but a guy that you can take a flyer on and be like, okay, I hope he turns into the next international superstar for you. So, yeah, I don't, you know, he's had comparisons to Luka Doncic, which no one should have comparisons to Luka Doncic. So I'm just going to go ahead and end that right now. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, that picks pretty easy for me. It's just because with everything we have left on our board, um, like I said, I expect he'll be taken far before then. Um, This brings us to the Knicks who have, uh, multiple picks as well. Um, let me see. They obviously have number eight. Let me see. Yep. I don't want to send this to you earlier. And, you know, they have 27, which they got from the Clippers in the Marcus Morris trade. Talk about, for once, the Knicks winning a trade. Um, right. They and, did something competent. Yeah, and then they have 38 uh, as well in this draft. So this is a team, obviously, it's the Knicks. They've got Tibbs in there. They're going to want people who are going to be smart basketball players, going to have high basketball IQ who are going to make the right plays who are going to fit in where they need to be and make things happen for this team. So at number eight for the Knicks, I went Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa state. Um, this is another guy. A lot of people have all over the place. I've seen Kira Lewis jr. In this in this spot a few times, um, right. who's really rising up boards right now. The point guard from Alabama, um, Tyrese Halliburton. I actually really like the idea of the bulls taking him if they don't take Killian Hayes. Um, but I think he's going to drop about to about here. Uh, the talent levels there, you know, he's been a big time college basketball player. Um, I think he was in the running for big 12 player of the year last year. I don't think he won. He was, they were bad. He was the only reason they were even somewhat competent. Yeah. But so. facilitator, smart, smart basketball player. I, I, I think Halliburton makes a ton of sense here for the Knicks. I just hope Tibbs doesn't run him into the ground like every other point guard he's had. Uh-huh. But um, I, I agree. I'm with you. I think he kind of can do it all. Um, he's a good defender. He can. He's, he's a taller guard, so he can rebound for you. Um, he's really good at facilitating, getting his teammates involved, and he's a pretty uh, willing scorer. Or he's pretty. He's a good scorer. He's not a willing scorer. Um, I mean, last year there were times where the defense was solely focused on him, and obviously he struggled to put the ball in the basket. But I think overall, for a nice guy that you can you, know, you can piece with a Kevin Knox, with an RJ Barrett, with some of your younger talent. I think Mitch he's a guy Robinson. that, yeah, right. A guy that you can sub in and he kind of doesn't help skip a beat. So. Yeah. Plus not to mention, I think like somehow, some way or another, I don't know how this happened. Dennis Smith Jr. Did not work out. Like, I don't know how he is not a good NBA player because everything about him like screams like talented NBA player, solid, solid point guard. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, the defense wasn't going to be there, but everything else is there. Like, like I said, explosiveness, he's been into dunk contests. Um, you know, obviously he's pretty, pretty talented kid. So, and uh, frankly, Frank Nielakina, who obviously is a really good defender, but the offensive yep. game just isn't there yet. Um, I like Frankie Nicotine. I just think he'd be better in a position by the Knicks, but that's, that's easy to be said. For half a lot the of roster, players. that's half the roster, right? So, yeah. And then at 20, at the next pick in the end of the first, which they got via the Clippers. It's still hilarious to me. They got this for Marcus Morris, and Marcus Morris goes to the Clippers, and we all know what happens there. And I laugh about it. it didn't have day. a great, didn't have a great end into the year. Yeah, I took um, Leandro Balmero here. So okay, Balmero is definitely is a foreign prospect. Uh, I know, like we said, Taylor's not the highest on foreign prospects, but if you're looking at this kid right now, trying to pull up his stock, his uh, you know, the thing I always look at here is like. Free throws are going to tell me if a guy can shoot or not. And he's a good free throw shooter. NBA wise, he's still learning about like shooting from three. Um, but I think like he draws fouls a lot. 
And that's something I really look at a lot. And he's a good passer. I mean, he's not a great passer, but he's a good passer. And at this situation, you're kind of at the end of the first round. There are definitely guys I could have seen gone here. Um, Desmond Bain was someone I really thought about for the Knicks, um, but I had him going to another team we'll talk about later earlier in the first round. So um, I went Balmero here. It's a shooting guard. You get him, you get Tyrese Halliburton, you have RJ Barrett. Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. It's not great. It's not good, but it's okay. Right. Um, it's a, it's a, some, you're starting somewhere. So yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I like, um, I like going a position here on the wing, just kind of further build up the depth with, uh, with, um, with Randall, with, um, RJ, with Kevin Knox. Um, I'm taking a guy that you just actually said, Desmond Bain, from TCU. Ah. Um, you're getting a little bit of an older guy experienced guy that can kind of come in um he can fill it up i mean he had some really good, he had quietly a really good year last year um 16 mm-hmm. 16 points a game about six rebounds about four or five assists a game um just a guy that kind of can come in um he's a pretty good defender decent shooter i feel like he's just a guy that can um find a space for him on the on nba roster and also some playing time i think you know tibbs is one of those guys once guys that work on both ends of the court so mm-hmm. I feel like he's kind of a player, especially an older player that can come in and kind of um, develop and like contribute right away. So, yeah, I like the Desmond Bain pick there. Like I said, I had him going just a little before this, which I said like so we'll right. get to. Um, but definitely a talented player, a good three and D player. Um, really, mm-hmm. his worst game this year was against Xavier against Najee Marshall, who's going to get who's an NBA draft prospect as well, who we've talked about in your as far as what projects the spot. So um, I'm actually piggybacking off what you said for my, for their second round pick at 37. It's a guy yeah. you took already in the second round to Charlotte. Okay. And okay. Um, so I'm taking Zeke Najee here. I think okay. as far as a backup to Mitchell Robinson, I don't know right. if you can do much better in the second round than him. Um, yep. Those two could really be a dynamic backcourt. I mean, frontcourt, they could really be a good rebounding, like on the, on the especially on the boards and getting blocked shots. Uh, Robinson obviously led, led the league last year in field goal percentage. Um, so I think Zeke Najee could be a guy that could really go to the Knicks, back him up, give him some breather, and really be a pretty decent player for them. Right. I mean, I think he's a first-round talent. He was really good last year in the Pac-12. Um, one and done, obviously, a one and done prospect. But I'd, I'd be really he's he's a guy that I, I can see in a couple of years from now being like, wow, he fell out in the second round. And when you when compared to like the prospects that might get overlooked by him, so yeah. So you who did you have at thirty-seven for the Knicks? Um. So let's see. I actually um, I kind of like I'm kind of echoing off what you said. Uh, building in the backcourt, I like a guy like Xavier Tillman. Um, from Michigan State to yeah. kind of slide in there and play. Um, just kind of everything I've preached about Thibodeau, he kind of likes guys that are going to work hard and do the dirty work and do the little things that are going to help you win ball games. Um, and I think Tillman is a perfect example of that, considering his career at Michigan State. Um, they won a lot of games, and he was a key factor in most of those. Um, got an average 15 and 11 last year at Michigan State, a guy that's a really good defender. Um, I don't know how his offensive game is going to translate to the NBA, just because I don't feel like he's a guy that you can throw the ball to and Right. And get you a bucket just because that era of the the basketball is kind of dead and gone, unfortunately. Um, well, not dead and gone, but doesn't really work in the environment of the NBA right now. Um, but I feel like he's a guy that can come in and back up Mitchell Robinson, um, kind of give you a little bit of different. You can play, you can kind of play them together because Mitchell's athletic enough where he can step out and you know on the perimeter, take people off the dribble, and then Xavier's a guy that kind of can bang down low and get you all, do all the dirty work for you. So. Yeah, I, I like I like that pick. It's so funny because I took Tillman to the Hornets. Right. Second round. Took, you took Najee to the Hornets. Right. And we rotated the Knicks here. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, at nine, we've got the Wizards. And I'll tell you, man, I set up a very fun Washington Wizards draft. I'm very excited for the Wizards draft I gave them. You um, and all 
five of their fans. Yes. That was mean. I shouldn't have said that. It's true, though. It's true, though. Yeah, Um, right. At nine, I gave them someone you took earlier in the draft to the the Cavaliers. Um, I I took Isaac Okoro. Uh, this okay. is strictly a two-way guy. John Wall is going to be back la- la- this year, and I know it's you know pickup games, but the videos that are coming out looks like he is still explosive coming off that Achilles injury, which is a big sigh of relief. Um, I'm a big Wall fan. Obviously, Bradley's Beal's there until he's not. Thomas Bryant has been, ended up being a pretty decent player for them. So I really like Okoro here. I think you know we know they're going to be able to score with the guys they have, especially if Wall comes back and he's even. 80% of what he was. Um, right. So, you know, bringing a Coro here to help out with that defensive portion of it. I, I'm, I'm big on that. Um, I took a guy that I think what you have the bulls taking. I took Killian Hayes kind of oh. like that, either wall or Beal replacement slash giving the keys to eventually. Cause I, I don't think Washington, I think their window has, um, has closed. I think they Very might much. be looking to move on from <laughs> right. So I think they might be looking to move on from wall or Beal. I think drafting their, their replacement slash, the guy you can develop under them would be a solid step just because obviously you want what, if you're Washington, you want what's best for wall and Beal because you know, your window's closed and maybe trading them or getting guys that you can come in and help let them mentor towards the younger guys. And I think Killian's a guy that can come in and kind of learn from I me mean, to, to, to the best guards in the NBA um, and model their play style and kind of help translate to the league because obviously wall came in his rookie year, had a really good rookie year and Beal's gotten better every year um, now to a point where people are, you know, every trade deadline they're talking about yeah. he's the missing piece he's the missing piece to a title so um i think drafted a guy like killian hayes could be good for washington sorry maverick is just gnawing <laughs> on my hand right now <laughs> it's all good so that's why i took my second round pick for the wizards i took everyone's favorite redhead oh i took nico Mannion at number 37 37 to the wizards 38 to Knicks, 37 wizards yes um no so not a great year at Arizona. Um, obviously, their team wasn't super awesome by any means. Um, that seems tends to happen when Sean Miller's your coach. Did I say that? Right. But, uh, you know, the facilitating skills are there. Uh, I think Nico really is going to be better in, co- in the NBA than he was in college. Um, I think, you know, his, you know, at worst, he's a decent role player uh, that plays for, you know, gets plays for about a decade or so in the NBA. I'm pretty high on him. So this is pretty good stock to get Nico Mannion where I have him. Um, it seems like a lot of people have him in this early second round area. So I'm sticking with it. I'm going Nico. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of echo off of that. I'm going to take a guy that um, I think you, you had him going to the Kings in the second round. I'm going to take from the ACC Jordan or I think he's a guy that oh. kind of echoing everything I said about um, uh, Hayes. You can kind of bring him in to be another wing for you. Just not, you know, you're not looking – Killian Hayes and Jordan Orr aren't going to end up being Bradley Beal and John Wall, but right. they can be a version that you, you can run with while you're developing and draft other key pieces, um, especially if, you know, you're looking to trade Wall and Beal and get higher draft picks. You can draft you know, just further better the team down the road. Uh, I think Nor is a solid score. His The only worry about him to me is the um, lack of, like, killer instinct slash showing up in big games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the game at Kentucky last year, he struggled some of the games in um, the ACC down the stretch. He had a rough stretch of it, um, but he's a willing shooter. He can drive to the basket. He's really good at getting his teammates involved. Um, he was a leader for Louisville. Chris Mack was probably a little hard on him more than compared to other pe- people, but when you're a star player, that's kind of what you do. Um, so I think Nora would be a good, nice guy to slide into Washington and kind of fit that two or three mold because they drafted uh, Troy Brown from Oregon a couple years ago. I'm still kind of not 
I'm waiting on him to show me a little bit more, but I think yeah. more could be, you know, just as good or if not better than Brown and you can get him at a second round value. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. So 10, we've got the Suns who only have this one pick. Um, obviously this is a team that is making moves or, you know, they played so well in the, the bubble. Year, right. Yeah. Eight and oh, they're this close to making the playoffs. Um, Listen, I'm going to say it on draft night last year. Everybody laughed at Cam Johnson. What a year of that guy. He had a great year. I was so scared because when they traded, like when they traded down to six, I was like, oh, they're for sure going to take Kobe. Cause yeah. I want the bulls to get Kobe white so bad. And um, thankfully they didn't. Yeah. Yes, Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson had a good year. Really good. Yes. Three and D guy. He's a really good. I mean, he's a great shooter. So, yeah. but anyway, I'm with you. They did make pieces. Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Ricky Rubio had a good end of the year. Cam Johnson mm-hmm. had a good end of the year. I mean, they had Kelly Oubre. Um, they had a lot of good, they had a good NBA ball where they eight. No. And then they, yeah. they, or they lost to the, they lose in the playing game or something like that. Or did they, no, they, they didn't make, make the playoff. Right? They, yeah. They make right. playing game. Um, this is like actually like my secret Chris Paul team. Um, this is my like. Okay. If Chris Paul got traded somewhere, I would love this. But I think this team's going to start preparing for the future at point guard and moving like you know for the time that Ricky Rubio is done. Um, so I took Kira Lewis Jr. here. I think that um, there's a lot to develop, but everything I'm hearing and everything I'm talking uh, people are telling me is he is developing very well. His workouts have been great. His interviews have been awesome. Um, and plus, like Kira Lewis Jr. and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. That's a blast. That's a ton of fun right uh, there. Right. I'm with you. I took another guard here. Um, a guy that's fall uh, fell or fell down the draft board a decent amount. Um, guy that was originally supposed to go to Kansas and then went to New Zealand. Um, RJ Hampton. Whoa. Yeah. Just cause I, I like, he, I think he's a really dynamic guard. Um, similar to Lamelo, where he's a combo guard. He can do a lot for you. Um, I kind of like everything you're echoing about Kira and that young, core in the Phoenix. I kind of like the same thing for RJ Hampton, a team that kind of has an identity already that you don't need to let Hampton come in and be the guy from day one, um, but let him kind of learn and grow, especially under Rubio, a guy that can teach him a lot. I think obviously Hampton's a willing scorer. Um, only concern is just like with LaMelo and just like these guys played in college and had great tape and LaMelo and um, RJ played in New Zealand and Australia respectively. And the competition's a little different over there. Um, but I still think RJ Hampton, he was a top, five recruit in his class and he was going to go to Kansas whenever there. And I think he's a guy that can kind of do good things for you, especially in a role that Phoenix would use him in. Yeah, I, that's fair. I could definitely see that the more like it, I was shocked at first, but now I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I could see that. It's, you know, especially because right. it's like you said, like this isn't a guy they're going to need to be great right away. Right. Um, so yeah, I like that pick a lot. Um, here we get, now we're at the 11 with the Spurs. So they have pick 11 in the first round, pick 41, in the second. And I took the most Greg Popovich player in this draft here. I took Devin Vassell. Um, I'm I know actually, we, I'm with you hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I know that we talked last week about like his wonky change of his shooting, which I hate um, because he already had a good shot, but you know, probably the best perimeter defender in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. He was, was a menace last year. For yeah. Florida State. He was all over the place. And like, you know, and that's something pop's going to love. Uh, no one knows what the future DeMar DeRozan is with the Spurs. Um, I think they're yeah. going to try to go younger. I think, you know, this was the first year to make the playoffs in 20 years. Um, so I think they're kind of realizing what they have isn't good enough. I don't know if LaMarcus Aldridge will be there come trade deadline next year. So probably not. Right. If you're the Spurs, I'd kind of look to unload on that. Especially, yeah. I mean, I would, and I think everything you said about DeRozan, um, same thing. Devin Sal can be, and I, I hate saying replacing, cause obviously it puts a little bit more implied pressure on people like him, um, on the draft pick. But I think a guy that can come in and play his role and develop mm-hmm. over time and be 
just as good. So. So you're taking the same pick? I will. Yep. Okay. Cool. I'm making sure I fill in our mock draft right. while we do this. So. That way we don't forget two weeks from now. Yeah. And then the second round, um, I took Daniel Oturu from Minnesota, who for some reason I okay. think I'm higher on than most people. Um, you know, right now their center are like Jakob Pertl and Lamarcus Aldridge is playing a lot of the stretch five. And Oturu is a guy that you don't have to play stretch five. He's a big body. He can rebound. He can, you know, he can battle with the best of them. Um, I really think he's first round talent. So, and I kind of, not to say he's going to end up being this player, but it reminds me when the Spurs took Dewan Blair. Um, okay. You know, kind of a guy they're going to see, like, can they can they get him to get better and better? A good college player, right? Yeah, I don't know how Dewan Blair did not work out to be at least a role player in the NBA. Like, I didn't think he was awesome by any means, but I thought he was better than he was going to be. Um, so, and I like Oturu a lot. Um, I haven't been shy on thinking I think he should be a late first rounder. Um, but this is where we are. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to take him there. I'm taking another big man as well, just like you. I'm taking guy from Gonzaga, though. I'm taking Killian Tilly. Um, that that screams a yes. uh, Spurs player to me, a guy that can yes. step out and hit the perimeter shot, also bang down low, good rebounder, good team player, good defender for his size. Um, I just think that's right up Popovich's alley, especially because Jakob Pertl hasn't been as good as um, maybe they would like when they traded for him. So I think getting a guy like Killian Tilly is a guy that in the second round, especially. I think this, I mean, the last couple of drafts, there's been a lot of pieces in the second round compared to previous years where, you know, you can get a steal or you can get some, quality role players i think that killian tilly could have a long career in the nba just because of his size and his ability to a put the ball on the floor and b his outside shooting he'll find a niche somewhere and kind of just hit a stride there yeah i, I definitely could see that I, I, you know that's not a terrible pick at all um this brings us to the kings who have a handful of picks um a lot in the second round again we aren't doing trades here because that's just a lot of work so right now the kings are projected at 12 35 43 and 52 and yeah, I I'm think sure they'll is, trade a couple of those. Yeah, I'm more than sure of it. Um, I totally forgot to like in the text message to list the Pelicans picks to you. So they're 13, 39, 42, and 60. Okay. So and, you know if you have those slotted um, for the Kings at 12, I took Aaron Nismith. Yep. Um, I just want them to get more shooters to go around De'Aaron Fox. So, you know, I don't know if Buddy's going to be there. Doesn't seem like he is. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich took a big step for them this year. Obviously, becoming like they're kind of like sniperish kind of shooter. Um, and Neesmith has like this, you know, he's six six, and he's got a lot of skills as far as you know, putting the ball best in the, hoop, which in the draft. Important. Yes, best shooter in the draft. Projects to shoot at the NBA level very highly. Not a good defender whatsoever, but um, Vanderbilt was awful last year, and he Shout made them watchable. Yes, yes he right. made them watchable. I'm with you. I took Neesmith as well. I mean, I hate to echo everything you say, but. Some of these picks, it's just like a perfect fit. And I think Naismith is a guy that, like you said, can be buddy held or um, buddy's replacement slash um, a guy that come in and another shooter off the bench. And teams don't need uh, teams could use that, obviously. Yes. So that was easy. All right. So the rest of the Kings picks. Let me find them on this hellacious board we set up. Okay. So you, uh, I took Jaden McDaniels at their next pick. Um, this is a guy that I'm shocked was as bad as he was at Washington. Um, right. You know, his brother's currently playing for the Hornets. So yeah. definitely, you know, there's like definitely skill sets there. Um, I think Jaden's upside is worth taking in this situation, the second round. So I took him there. Obviously that pick was originally the Pistons pick. So I took Jaden there. What do you, what did you have in that, in that role? I like Jaden as well. A guy that waited um, until the last possible minute to pick what school he was going to play for. Uh, I remember in college, he committed like, 
late in the summer at like two in the morning or three in the morning our time yeah midnight at washington time um the guy yeah they were they were so bad i don't get it now they had nas carter they had um isaiah stewart at jade mcdaniel and they and they just and they had um ashton higgins for a little bit until he got suspended for his grades uh not ashton higgins um emmanuel or quad a green yeah quad a green for a little bit until he got suspended um they were like early in the year they beat um i forget who they beat in a tournament game like a it was like the Air, Alaskan shootout class or something. They beat somebody in the finals, and they looked really good, and then they plummeted in the middle of the year. Just how bad that Pac-12 was. Um, but McDaniels is a guy that 6'8", um, 6'9", six, six, can do a little bit of everything. But I just feel like his motor isn't there, which mm-hmm. is a big red flag, and I feel like that's why he's in the second round. So you yeah. take a flyer and hope he turns out, and he doesn't, and then kind of just go on with the next pick. Yeah. So you mentioned it earlier uh, with their next pick, which is actually their second-round pick. I took Jordan Awara. Um, I just thought the scoring made a ton of sense here. Um, I think that Nawara has a ton of upside to be a, you know, a really good shooter off the bench for an NBA team. So that just kind of made the most sense to me in that, in that area of the, of the draft. Like a guy like Devin Dotson as well can slide in there. Um, just another guard that can play behind um, De'Aaron Fox and a guy that was good in college, good defender, good scorer, um, arguably one of the best point guards in the country last year. So I think he's another guy you can slide in in the second round and find a little bit better upside than some of the other guys out there. Yeah. And then lastly, with their uh, their last pick, I took Elijah Hughes from Syracuse. Okay. Um, okay. You know, this is the end of the second round. This is flyer level. I do think Elijah Hughes can play in the NBA. So I do think he's worth this shot. But if this is a guy you got to send to the G League for a couple of years and play play there, totally fine with that. Skill set's certainly there. Just a lot, a lot, a lot of skills has got to develop still. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll echo that. I like he was good last year for Syracuse on a team that didn't have a, a tremendous amount of talent. Um, he was kind of like their lone star. Um, he's exactly what you said—a guy that you can stash in the G League and hope that he works out. Um, just gotta get a little bit better on, like, as an on-ball defender and taking people off the dribble. But once he gets those skills down, I think he can contribute on an NBA team somewhere. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. So we got two teams left in the lottery. We've got the Pelicans who have a ton of picks and the Celtics who have a ton of picks. Yeah. Um. And the Pelicans pick that I have is my favorite pick for value in this whole draft so far. At 13 in the first round, I have them getting Sadiq Bey from Villanova. 46% three-point shooter, projects a shoot well at the NBA level, was the best, the second-best shooter in this draft. Um, I've been in the gym many of times and seen Sadiq Bey light it up, so I know what this guy can do in the NBA. Uh, the talent level certainly there. He's going to be able to score. He's going to be on a young team with guys like Brandon Ingram who can score and J.J. Redick who can score, Lonzo Ball being the facilitator. Obviously, the offense is built around Zion, so that's going to get guys open looks. So, yes, put it in right there. Sadiq Bey, Villanova, New Orleans Pelicans. Love it. Everything you just said, he, a guy that can come in immediately, help knock down shots, he's a willing defender. I got another Jay Wright, who's definitely coachable. Um, a guy that, exactly what you said, you can pair him with Brandon Ingram. He can develop skills off him. JJ is another guy that you can have run off the wing. Um, people are going to be dead eye on JJ. So, you know, Sadiq will have open looks. Lonzo is a great facilitator. Every, I mean, everything you exactly said, this is a, a perfect fit. And I think Sadiq Bay going to New Orleans would be a great pick for them at 13, especially at the end of the lottery. Yeah. Um, at 39, I have them getting Reggie Perry from Mississippi State. Right. This is all about building depth at this point. You know, I think a skill set's there. I think Reggie Perry is another guy I kind of mentioned earlier. I think he can play in the NBA. Um, he might not, you know, get big minutes right away, 
especially with that role with guys like Derek Favors and Zion. You know, if Derek Favors has to come back, if they take a flyer and bringing Boogie Cousins back there, which has been talked about apparently. Um, so I like Perry in that circumstance, um, especially, you know, in this person, the second round, there's a ton of guys you can draft here and like have upside and the upside certainly there for him. So I, I would like to see what he can do in New Orleans with Stan Van Gundy, especially. Um, I'll take a guy from Duke, um, Cassius Stanley, a guy that's just an explosive athlete, another guy that can give uh, Van Gundy just a guy to bring off the bench. Um, he can play point guard. He can play shooting guard. He gets a little bit of everything. He's a decent defender. Um, he's really good at attacking the basket, and he runs, like, downhill, so he's hard to stop when he gets in the lanes, and he can finish through contact. He had a lot of explosive dunks at Duke. Um, just another guy, like you said, building depth. I think he's a key factor to kind of clue in there. So, I took him at the next Pelicans pick. So okay. I had the same thoughts you did for him there. Yeah, um, right. It's hard. I mean, second round, it's a lot of a lot of good, talented people. So it's kind of hard to pencil. Plus, in. like, it's apparently the Pelicans have to have Duke players. Apparently, this is like NBA rule now. Like Zion, JJ, Brandon Ingram, and yeah, Cassius Stanley to that. And they had Jaleel Okafor this year, so it's like, yeah, just keep keep stacking the Duke guys. Right. One of them bound to work. Yes. I think Zion's the guy that's going to work, though. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, sure? yeah, might be still. I don't know. Yeah, it right, doesn't so- it feel like Zion College was ten years ago. Yes, yes, like, it does. Think about Zion playing in a college. It, that feels years and years and years ago. It was two seasons ago. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's crazy. So at that was a forty-two. Yeah, forty-two. Which, um, Tankathon had them take a Daniel Turu here. That's who I haven't taken. Um, uh, a guy like that, he, he just comes in and play, uh, add depth to um, Zion and to, uh, you know, if Boogie comes back, a guy that you can pair with them. So, yeah. And the last pick of the draft, at number 60, I had the Pelicans taking Caleb Weston from Ohio State, strictly okay. because he's there. And, yeah. you know, that's totally worth it at 60 for Mr. Irrelevant in this draft because Caleb Weston is a talented basketball player. I don't know yeah. how he transcribes to the NBA by any means, but. Worth a try at this circumstance. Right. I'm taking Kenyon Martin Jr. just because he's a high school upside player that um, you can stash in the G League and two or three years from now, you kind of call him up and hope he develops. So, yeah, I like, I mean, I, I have him in this draft too already um, oh. for a team we'll talk about next week. But, okay. All right. The last team we're going to do is the Boston Celtics who have three first round picks and a second rounder. So the Celtics are picking at 14, 27. No, 26, and 30. 30, and 47. So the Celtics are going to have a busy night. Obviously, the talk right now is they're going to be trading up because they want to get Oyeko and Kongwu, which totally get it. Yeah, right. In, in this case, they don't do that. So at 14, I have them taking Patrick Williams from Florida State. Mm-hmm. You talk about Devin Vassell. I feel like you can say a lot of the same things about Patrick Williams, especially as a power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who can stretch the floor, a guy who can hit threes. Uh, projects to shoot well at the NBA level. The talent level is certainly there for Patrick Williams. I think that Mississippi State team's a team that totally, I mean, Florida State, sorry. Reggie Williams earlier, Patrick Williams. <laughs> um, that Florida State team is a team that I thought could have been a Final Four team like year in and year out with the talent mm-hmm. they had. Um, obviously played Xavier a couple times. I would love to see him become a better rebounder because the offensively, he's an awesome power forward. I mean, I could see if he was into like a Minnesota, I think he'd be great with Cat. Right. Um, but, you know, the defensive side of things, I don't know what all he's going to bring there. But yeah, I think here, this is the old Memphis pick. Um, I think it's good value for getting Patrick Williams at the end of the lottery. That's who I had them penciling with. Um, 
a guy that is just ferocious offensive talent. Um, he's a slasher. He can finish through contact. He's really good um, at facilitating with his teammates. Um, his motor is kind of a question. There's some times at Florida State where he's not really a willing defender. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously with a team like Celtics, um, Brad Stevens is such a great coach that he can kind of get guys to buy in. I think he's a guy that can come in and take some minutes. I feel like he would take a lot of Grant Williams minutes. Unfortunately, I like Grant Williams, but I do too. I feel like Patrick William, uh, Williams is a guy that's athletic enough to guard a lot of the stretch forwards in the East and also take off when a bigger guy is matched to bottom, have an advantage to, to be able to drive and kind of score on his own. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I totally agree with that. So, I think that Patrick Williams, we both had him there. Mm-hmm. So, you had Desmond Bain at 28 to the Knicks. I had him to pick before the Celtics. Um, <laughs> all the things you said earlier. The shooting who definitely projects. He's a guy that's shot up the draft boards this offseason. I know this draft feels like it's been 10, 10 months in waiting. No, it has been 10 months in waiting. So, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, the talent level certainly uh, played really well at TCU. Um, had, you know, a couple bad games here and there, but that's a guy I think that like the Lakers are really eyeing in case he drops that pick at 29. So I think the Celtics have a tendency to kind of do a little nudge, nudge, and take it away from you. So doesn't paint a 26 to for the Celtics for me. I take, I'm taking Tyler Bay from Colorado. Um, just a guy that kind of can come in, kind of replace the Gordon Hayward um, aspect of it. Cause it looks like they're going to be trying to what move on from Hayward or yeah. try to listen to some offers. Um, but I think Tyler Bay is a, an older player. Um, he's got an average of double double in college, 17 and 12 at Colorado. He was their best player. Guy that can come in and score, um, doesn't have to be the focal point of the offense by any means, especially with Tatum there and whatnot. Um, but he can come in and give you spot minutes off the bench and be a guy that can come in and would help kind of keep the offense flowing. Um, I feel like obviously his assist number is a little low, but he's not a guy that has the ball in his hands a ton. Um, but he, I think he's a good enough player, especially an older guy that can come in and thrive in the system that Boston's running. Yeah, yeah. I- Definitely could see that. That's a really good pick for them. I like Bay a lot, and Bay is another mm-hmm. guy right now who's really shooting up boards. Um, I think Bay, Stock, and Ty- Tyrell Terry have been the guys I've seen jump the most during the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, and Terry's definitely a guy we're going to have being taken next week. So, by all means, um, right. 30th at the end of the first, I actually had them taking Vernon Carey Jr. Um, really, you know, the only thing people can really say that they don't like about him right now is his motor and his wingspan. And, you know, He's going to be able to score. He's going to be able to rebound. He's got an NBA body minus you know, length, um, but he's going to be going down there and bang on the block with some guys. And I think, you know, this team last year was dealing with guys like Enos Cantor and Daniel Tice and Robert Williams. I think he kind of can really be, I don't know if Cantor's there next year. So I think Kerry coming in and getting the scoring for him, you fly to switch him and Tice out as far as Tice being your defensive stud in the, in the front court. So I like Vernon Carey at 30. I'm, I echo that. I like I like Vernon a lot. I think he's a guy that had a really good year at Duke. Um, and everything you mentioned above, you know, the 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 worry is that he doesn't like playing center and the wingspan. You can't obviously control that. But I think he's a guy that can come in and kind of put his head down and work hard. And I think um, he's really good offensively. Um, he's, a, he's a better shooter than people give him credit for. I think in an NBA, he'll be able to showcase that ability a little bit better than he was able to at Duke. So, yeah. And their second round pick at forty seven. I took Grant Riller from College of Charleston. Combo yeah. guard, can score, can rebound, is a good shooter. Um, Riller, you know, shot 36% in college last year. Um, you know, he's an 83% free throw shooter. He averaged 22, 4, and 5 last year. And that's four assists and five rebounds. So I really think I took, Grant – go ahead. I took Sam, um, Sam Merrill from Utah State. 
a guy that they can come in and um, they he, he can come off the bench and score. I mean, I think you talked about it last week. I think you had him going. I had um, the Hawks. Okay. Uh, a little bit, what, a couple picks like, at like 50, I think. Um, yeah. But I think Merrill's a guy that can come in and score. And I think Boston kind of needs a spark off the bench. I think their offense is so good at times that when they bring in other pieces, they, they kind of they get a little concerned and whatnot. But I think Merrill's a guy that can definitely come in, especially with the offensive talent that Boston has um, with a Kimbo, with a Jalen, with a Jason Tatum, that he can come in if he can find some um, find some spots where he can knock down some shots and get some playing time for him. So, yeah. Who did you have for the Hawks in the second round last year, last week? Let me see. I thought you had Merrill there. I could be wrong. Let me see. I think I did have Merrill. Okay. Well, then, I, then scratch that. I would take Merrill to either the Hawks or the Celtics. Um, I, I like Grant. I like the Grant Riller pick as well. Um, is like, like you said, an older guy you that can, can come down. Merrill and there. I can put someone else in your Hawks role for you if you want me to. No, I think I think actually. I mean, I was looking at either uh, Merrill or um, the kid from Charleston as well, uh, Riller. I think uh, older guy, six three, um, he can fill it up. What do you have? Just twenty, yeah, twenty four game last year at Charleston, and like you said, he's a really good shooter, so he can kind of fit everything I was echoing. Why the Celtics need um, Merrill, but I think Griller can come in and kind of, especially contribute behind Kemba. So, yeah, I agree with you completely. So that brings us to the end of the lottery. Um, next week, we'll fill out the rest of the teams with draft picks. Some are just strictly second rounders, like the Pacers. I think the Mavericks only have a second rounder. Um, so it's going to be a little easier than this one for sure, but that was a lot of fun. Um, 